اعوذبلّہمنشیطانجیم بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم ربش رحلی صدری ویسرلی عمری وحل الغدم السانی یفقہ قولی ان شاء اللہ تعالی السلام علیکم و رحمۃ اللہ وبرکاتہ مائی ڈیئر سسٹرس ویلکم ٹو دی اکنا سسٹرس ایمان بوسٹر سیریز لیسنس فرام دی لائف آف رسول اللہ صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم سو ٹوڈیز ٹاپک پرافٹ صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم لیڈرشپ ایز اے بیلنس پرسنالٹی تھرو آؤٹ ہز لائف رسول اللہ صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم لیوڈ اے بیلنس لائف بٹوین بینگ اے اسپرچل اینڈ پولیٹیکل لیڈر اے فیملی مین اینڈ ایز اے کمیونٹی ممبر بفور دا ایونٹس دس پاسٹ ویک آف دا بے ایریا لاک ڈاؤن ڈیو ٹو دا کرونا وائرس ایپیڈیمک وی ہیڈ آل گرو اکسٹم ٹو دا اسکیجول آف اوور لائفس وی آل ہیو فل بزی اینڈ ہیکٹک لائفس اسٹارٹنگ دا مومنٹ وی ویک اپ دین ورکنگ تھرو اوور ڈیز being in community with our friends families and while attempting to remember the god who rules over everything in scarce moments of contemplation and worship now we are in a time of confusion and chaos our plans and schedules have been blown away and we all find ourselves isolated from the outside world except what we are constantly bombarded with through our phones and laptops What do we need to do in a time like this? How do we find a new balance in this troubling time? Does the Prophet Wasallam's example tell us what to do in times of crisis? The Prophet Wasallam was always under constant bombardment and he constantly had to remain balanced no matter the situation. Thus his whole life can be seen as the best example for us to take to live balanced life no matter our situation. Fulfilling everyone's due rights and doing the work of Allah in full responsibility can be tough. It's hard to maintain balance. Our focus can get stuck on one practice or task. Sometimes we see one sister may be very pious, observing everything in religion, but neglects herself, including her body hygiene and clothes. Or she focusing, you know, her cleanliness, but neglects her education and increasing her knowledge. Or she may be only focusing on one aspect of knowledge, like learning the Tajweed to read Quran from Sheikha with Ijaza, but totally missing out on learning the meaning and understanding and implementing in her life. Or she may be doing all of the above, but neglecting her duties as a wife, as a mother, etc. It also has been, you know, seen that the We either focus our homes and do not take part in Islamic work at all or we involve so much ourselves in humanity work that we ignore our homes. Islam helps us view our connection with the universe and ourselves by understanding the importance of every aspect of a human life and balancing all aspects without neglect, creating a balance. Every time period has tried to figure out the best avenue to achieve this balance. On a TED Talk uh, I was watching, the speaker brought multiple balls, each symbolizing a different aspect of life, work, family, and you know myself. So he then attempted to balance all of them. He too has a process to attain this balance. But alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, we as Muslims are lucky to have a deen that is balanced which teaches us balance and has the Prophet ﷺ as the most balanced of character. Quran and Sunnah explain the ideal balanced personality and lays out the ways, you know, for us to easily follow our deen Islam. Islam is full package deal that covers every detail. 
And we are called Ummati Vast in Surah Baqarah. The midmost ayah is 143, which means most moderate and balanced community. Not only should pray and follow the law, but be spiritual and intellectual beings as well. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala passes the leadership to the Muslims from Bani Israel who had, you know, who grew rigid and tied down to, you know, strict adherence to the law of God. And on the other hand, the followers of Isa or Jesus, peace be upon him, taught more spirituality and good character. And so the followers focused only on spirituality and love. But Muslims, alhamdulillah, are recommended to maintain a balance by looking towards the example of the Prophet We observe Rasulullah daily routine and resist but notice how balanced and effective it was during his life. This is the man who in just 23 years changed the face of humanity with his mission. 1400 years later, he continues to inspire billions of people, mashallah. For a leader of his caliber, you can only imagine how busy each day used to be. However, it is interesting that we never hear any complaints from his family or companion that he was too busy and didn't have time for them. Instead, everyone who was associated with him felt special in his presence and thought he or she was his favorite. When we look closely, his family describes him as a person who helped with household chores. But when it was time for prayer, he would disassociate himself from everyone and run to the masjid to respond the call of Allah. The Prophet ﷺ was the commander of the faithful and was responsible for tough decisions such as in the Treaty of Hudaybiyah. But he also could be seen among his people, fulfilling his duty as a member of the community by volunteering to collect firewood or other such acts. We Muslims must not fall for this compartmentalization. We either focus on fiqh or only Quran or only ahadith and sunnah. Allah says in the Quran, hold on to whatever Rasul Allah gives you and restrain yourself from what he stops you from. We are called by our deen to not do not uh, to not to pick and choose according to our likes and dislikes. Instead, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Enter into Islam in its entirety. So what is Islam? What is a moderate way of life? Its formula is Islam is equal to an individual's deen plus ishtamai or collective Islam, collective deen. So our deen is not complete without the concept of jama or collectivism. And we can really understand this very clearly in our current situation. As our masajid are closed, for all congregational prayers, including Juma, the fear and frustration of what is coming in regards to Ramadan, which is just around the corner, as the community is in an uproar. All normal Ramadan preparation and activities in the mosque amongst the community were taken for granted before this epidemic. How blessed are we as a community to have both individual and community needs addressed in our faith, subhanallah. Abdullah ibn uh, bin Umar bin As narrates that Rasulullah entered his house and said, I have been told that you stand all night in prayer and fast all day. I said, Ya Rasulullah, yes. He said not to do that. 
sleep and stand in prayer and then fast and break your fast for your eyes have right over you your body has right over you your wife or spouse has right over you your guest has right over you your friends have right over you so point to note is that as soon as rasulullah heard about this companion he rushed to his home needing to address the red flag of extremism which islam forbids he wanted to stop and advise him despite the fact that he was engaged in constant devotional acts of worship something i figured the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam would revere so we are encouraged to maintain our body mind and soul as rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam did what narration he says that he would have made a miswak or brushing teeth with wudu obligatory if he you know he was not fearful it would be burdensome um, for his umma he advised to follow the formula of one third food one third water and one third um, of uh, air when it came to eating he advised his followers to spend quality time with their spouses by actively listening to their conversation as in the case of hazrat aisha telling about the 11 women in one narration so these ladies tell their stories to each other about their husbands which aisha radhiyallahu explains to rasulullah what they said uh, and the last story was about the woman called um zar who described her husband in positive terms and has no complaints about him even though he had divorced her later the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam after hearing said i am to you as abu zar to his wife this is from sahih bukhari so there are many lessons that we can extra can be extracted one lesson that stands above the stands above the rest which is how attentive and active a listener the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam was to his family sometimes taking a moment to be with your spouse your child or anyone can impact and restore balance into your relationship and your life just to implement these lessons into practice we must identify our roles as a daughter as a wife mother a manager volunteer for allah's work so this hadith uh, rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said ala kullukum ra'i wa kullukum mas'ula be aware that every one of you is a shepherd and is responsible for his flock the leader of the people is a guardian and is responsible for his subjects a man is the guardian for his family and he is responsible for them a woman is the guardian of her husband's home and his children and she is responsible for them the servant of a man is a guardian for the property of his master and he is responsible for it This is from Sahih Bukhari. This beautiful hadith clearly gives us our roles and responsibilities. Rasulullah gave example of shepherd, and uh, you know his or her role, which includes the basics of maintaining the flock, but also enduring, ensuring that um, are they are nurtured and thrive in society. Subhanallah. The this hadith makes each one of us a leader in our own field. We are all leaders to one or more responsibilities. A person being a shepherd of you know our own body as mentioned in the previous hadith then as a leader in our you know their communities as a wife as mothers so we did not come to this world to wander around mindlessly and aimlessly shepherds are very alert with no room for mistakes sheep you know run away here and there carelessly fall off the cliffs and can be potentially eaten by wolves a shepherd must then be caring attentive and strategically you know guiding them gently in the direct direction required so they deal with the different moods you know slow aggressive all kind of temperaments 
making it a very active role, not in just in, you know, individual matter, but collectively as well. The Prophet ﷺ dealt with many different characters and people from all walks of life. And he always knew and adjusted himself to accommodate and guide his flock towards the right way. As a mother, I would like to mention something my father used to emphasize after seeing us struggling with our own children when they did not eat properly. He would say that beta, the babies have potential to grow by Allah's will, regardless of you forcing them to eat to their full. But what you need to be concerned with is their tarbiyah and teaching them good etiquettes and good leadership qualities. As Allah's helpers, we want to excel in the ways to convey the message of the truth to everyone feeling the responsibility as a human. So more than thinking of balancing, let's gear our shifts toward fulfilling our roles as a leader for our fellow humans, as mothers to our children and as homemakers. There is a famous hadith. It, is, it was narrated by Abu Huraira. Uh, a man said, O Messenger of Allah, so-and-so woman, and he spoke of how much she prayed and fasted and gave charity, but she annoys her neighbors with her sharp tongue. Rasulullah said she will be in hell. He said, O Messenger of Allah, so and so another woman, and he spoke of how little she fasted and gave charity and prayed, uh, but she does not annoy her neighbors with her sharp tongue. He said she will be in paradise. SubhanAllah, so many lessons to learn from. In Surah Qaf, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala refers to the believer as Qalbi Munib and Awabun Hafiz, which means the alive heart which turns to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala whenever he or she realizes the mistake or gets distracted. The one who repents, submits, humbles, keep returning to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As said by Imam Ghazali that the most balanced is the one whose heart is like a pendulum and other scholars mentioned it like a compass uh, which always end up pointing towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The one who is connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala fulfills responsibility as a true servant would seek knowledge and implement it by giving due rights to their own selves, their families, their relatives. In Shibli Nomani's Siratun Nabi, he fears the approach taken by the educational system of madrasas where the intention and emphasis is only for the akhirah and the western education system whose focus is worldly and its benefit only are both in you know extremes so with this um, condemnment conundrum uh, we look at the dua which is taught at the time of hajj which is the most spiritual journey we make once in a lifetime. Rabbana atina fid dunya hasanatam wa fil akhirati hasanatam wa qina azabannar. Our Lord, give us good in this world and good in hereafter. Asking the best of dunya and akhira, taking this middle route. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us to follow the footstep of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as a leader, as a family and spiritual man. Ya Allah, help us fulfill our responsibilities as your servants. Um, as your workers, as wives, as mothers, as a guide to the rest of the world. O oh Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you are just and have created the entire universe on balance, mizan, as mentioned in Surah Rahman, and warned us not to disturb its balance by fulfilling the rights of each other. Ya Allah, forgive us on behalf of entire humankind for the oppression happening in the world today that we are unable to overcome this virus. Ya Allah, help us maintain this mizan, this balance, and be just to each other. Ya Allah, help us 
convert this test into an opportunity for serving the humanity and a way of spreading your deen. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive me for my mistakes. All goodness is from you, Ya Allah. Subhana rabbika rabbil azzati amma yasifoon. Wa salamun alal mursaleen. Walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.